This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 24th of January. Juzzy boy, TikTok may have been the world's top app by downloads and consumer spending in 2023, but it was not the top by actual usage. Nope. Last year, Facebook, that's right, Facebook once again maintained its number one position by monthly active users. Just can't knock down the Zuck, can you, B-Man? You cannot. Now, Flux fam, we spoke last year about Chemist Warehouse, enormous $9 billion reverse listing on the ASX. So naturally... We wanted to understand Chemist Warehouse and how it became the behemoth that it is. We've done a deep dive in the Flux app on how Chemist Warehouse was able to beat both Coles and Woolies in the pharmaceutical industry. So check it out in the Flux app. Three white line fever-like stories today, Jazzy boy. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, Canva is getting close to finalizing a secondary share sale with a plan to sell off more than $2 billion in its shares. And just smashing its revenue targets at the same time by the by, B-Man. So tell mm-hmm. me more. Okay, we all know Canva as the Australian-made design software that has literally helped design every work team-building event since about 2015. <laughs> and turning even the most stiff corporate manager into a part-time graphic designer with their quirky <laughs> little fonts. Now, Jazzy Boy, Canva's valuation has been up and down like a yo-yo over the past few years. But I'll tell you one thing, B-Man, its customer acquisition has only been going one way, up like a steam train. Do steam trains <laughs> even go upwards? That's a very good question. Get this, B-Man, in 2023, Canva added 60 million more monthly active users. That's more than it acquired in its first nine years combined. And get this, its revenue jumped to over 2 billion US dollars, which is above the 1.8 billion dollar revenue target. And now they're planning to raise over 1.5 billion US dollars from investors through a secondary share sale. And it's at a valuation that's higher than their previous valuation. Now this one's interesting, Juzzy Boy. Canva reckons the secret to this success and their Mm -hmm. revenue growth recently is their AI products. Think text-to-image generation and their background remover tool as well. Uh Uh-huh, so what's the key learning here? Many tech companies want to use AI to grow revenue, but very few are developing the AI themselves. Mm -hmm. That means they're leveraging other companies like ChatGPT or Google's Bard for their AI capability. But here's the thing, B-Man. Because they're all using the same underlying technology, they generally all have very similar features. Just in different tools. You can use Canva's Magic Write to write an idea for you. Or you could use Notion's AI to write an idea for you. Or you can use HubSpot's AI to also (laughs) write an idea for you. So Jazzy Boy, as a result, there have been questions as to whether integrating AI into product will actually lead to increased revenue. Because ultimately, the products are pretty darn homogenous. But Canva has seen its revenue jump to over $2 billion off the back of their AI functions. So clearly, Canva's AI tools are not only improving the user experience, but also their revenue. For our second story, Appen, the ASX listed AI company has seen its share price tumble by nearly 40% after it lost its major contract with Google. Uh, Appen, the AI slash not really AI company. So tell me what's happening here. Okay, some background, Jazzy Boy. Appen has been in the AI game, you know, before it was cool to be an AI. Yeah, they were founded in Sydney back in 1996 and listed on the ASX in 2015. Now, essentially, Appen helps companies to improve their own AI capabilities. They literally have humans perform manual tags on large sets of data to 
improve the quality and train algorithms. And they've been cleansing this data for companies like Microsoft, like mm -hmm. Apple, like Google and others as well. But they man, not anymore for the big G. That's right. Google dropped Appen harder than Rublev dropped Diminor in the fifth set of the match <laughs> on Sunday night. I hate to break it to you, Jazzy Boy, but Google made up nearly 83 million US dollars worth of revenue for Appen. Or 26% of its gross revenue. Why, oh why, the major termination of the relationship? Google reckons that the human input isn't really needed anymore with the evolution of AI. Yeah, they reckon their own AI is good enough to automate their data collection. So what is the key learning here? Customer concentration is the amount of revenue that relies on one single client. Broadly speaking, a business is said to have too much customer concentration if more than 10% of its revenue is from a single client. And Jazzy Boy, Appen was already concerned about its concentration of revenue before this happened. Yep, its CEO made a plan to diversify revenue away from the major tech giants. Which accounted for around 80% of Appen's revenue, may I add? But unfortunately for them, it's been too little too late. Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Meta, all looking to use generative AI to do much of the work that was previously done by someone like Appen. So Bearman, it's no surprise that Appen's share price has lost more than 99% of its value since peaking in August 2020. For our third and final story, Zipco shares jumped 15% on the ASX after announcing it would be returning to profitability, hello, for the first time in three years. <laughs> is Zip entering its comeback era, B-Man? Tell <laughs> us what is going on here. Okay, Jazzy Boy, Zip is the ASX-listed buy now, pay later platform that operates in Australia and New Zealand and also the US. During COVID, back when every human and their dog was investing in the stock market, Zip's valuation boomed to over $6 billion. Today, that valuation has dropped to around $700 million or 12% of what it was in its glory days. But now, after a few lean years for Zippity Doodah, its share price has spiked 15%. That's because they expect to be profitable this year for the first time since early 2021. Yep, we're talking a turnaround from $33 million loss this time last year to now expecting around $29 million of profit this half. But Jazzy Boy, Zip's challenges do not end there. They've still got a ton of debt weighing down their balance sheet, including 62 million bucks of convertible note liabilities. And Jazzy Boy, investors are still kind of cautious that these convertible notes could convert into shares at some stage. So what is the key learning here? A convertible note is a type of loan which can be converted into shares of the borrowing company if a specific trigger event was to happen. Now, man, that trigger event might be if the loan hasn't been paid back by a certain day. Or the closing of another financing round for the company. And during COVID, convertible notes became a very popular or necessary form of debt for many companies. Get this one, Jazzy Boy. Just a year ago, Zip was holding $500 million of convertible debt. And this wasn't sitting too well with shareholders who were worried their holdings would be diluted if $500 million of debt was converted into Zip shares. So Zip's been hustling away to clean up the convertible debt on its balance sheet through refinancing. And rebuilding its profitability. See, man, I must say it is a fascinating story learning about Chemist Warehouse and how it's rapidly been able to become the biggest pharmacy chain in Australia. And the Flux family has spoken, haven't they, Jazzy Boy? Very keen to learn about how Chemist Warehouse did it. So Flux fam, if you haven't seen it, check it out in the Flux app. Flux fam, no pod on Friday's public holiday, but we'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.